ان اللہ انڈیڈ اللہ فیلق کلیور الحبی آف دا گرین ون نو اینڈ دا ڈیٹ سیڈس انڈیڈ اللہ ہی از دا ون ہو کلیوز ہو بریکس اوپن ہو کازز ٹو اسپلٹ دا گرینز اینڈ دا سیڈس دا ورڈ فیلق از فرام دا روٹ لیٹرس فا لام قاف اینڈ فیلق از ٹو اسپلٹ ٹو بریک سم تھنگ فیلق ون ہو کازز ٹو اسپلٹ ون ہو بریکس وی آل سے قل اعوذ برب الفلق وات از الفلق دا ڈے بریک وین دا نائٹ اسکائی کریکس اینڈ دا لائٹ کمس فورتھ اینڈ دا مارننگ اینٹرز سو ڈے بریک از وٹ الفلق سو فیلق دا کلیور دا ون ہو اسپلٹس دا ون ہو کازز ٹو بریک وٹ الحب اینڈ النوا الحب حبابا گرینز سچ گرینز دیٹ آر ایٹن لائک فار ایگزامپل ویٹ lentils hab and nawa this is the plural of nawat and nawat are such seeds that are not eaten so you can say hab are grains and seeds which are eaten and nawa are those seeds which are not eaten so for example fruit stones so for example date seed you don't eat that you eat the date but you leave the seed out likewise uh, seeds that are in other fruits for example mangoes nectarines peaches all of them what are they So Allah says that He is the فَالِق of these two. What does it mean? When a grain, when a seed is put in the soil, what happens to it after some time? It splits open and then a shoot comes out and a new plant comes into existence. Right? So He is the one who causes the hub to split so that a plant can come out so that more provision is given to the people in allah faliqul habbi wan nawa when we think about the things that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created we think about a tree big one a big tree that allah has made but over here something so small is mentioned that cracking open that breaking open that splitting open and that sprout that shoot coming out allah is the one who causes that such a small thing but he causes that but that is the beginning of that creation so every step of the way big or small who causes it allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inna allah faliqul habbi wan nawa yukhriju he brings out al hayy the living min al mayyit from the dead from the dead allah produces something that is alive a seed it appears to be dead it's dry doesn't have any life you shake it no sound you leave it it cannot move but when you put it in the soil and you water it then what happens life comes out who produces that life from that dead creature allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he produces the living from the dead wa mukhriju and one who brings out al mayyit the dead min al hayy from the living that from something living what comes out dead so for instance a mother who is alive gives birth to a child that is dead wa mukhrijul mayyit min al hayy dhalikum allah that is allah fa anna tufakun then how are you deluded tufakun is from hamza fa kaf and ifk is basically to turn something from its original direction so how are you turned away meaning when you see this before you allah causes life to come forth allah causes things to grow he is the one who produces so many things brings the living from the dead and dead from the living and when you realize all this 
you should realize the greatness of Allah. And this should lead you to prostrating before Him, submitting before Him. But what happens to you? That instead of being impressed by Him, you get impressed by people. You get impressed by others who've done nothing. Or what they've accomplished is literally nothing before what Allah has made. If someone has produced a certain product in millions, we get so impressed. But how many grains has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused to split open? You cannot even count. But we're not impressed by Allah. This is why we don't say, Alhamdulillah. We don't say, Subhanallah. But when we see people producing a certain product in millions and trillions, we're like, wow, that's so impressive. That's so amazing. So we talk about them. We mention them. We go after them. We read about them. We follow them. But Allah Azza wa Jal, whose actions are so marvelous, so amazing, more beneficial for us compared to the things that people do, Yet we're not impressed by him. Allah says, فَأَنَّا fakun." Then how is it that you associate partners with Allah? Allah, the one who does all this, and the false gods whom you worship, they do nothing. What have they done? What have they accomplished? What have they done for you? Nothing at all. Yet you respect them so much. Yet you adore them so much. You serve them so much. فَالِقْ Cleaver. Meaning he is the cleaver. He is the one who breaks open. He is the one who produces. Al-Isbah. The morning. Al-Isbah. To become morning, to enter into the morning from Salat Baha. He is the one who tears the night sky and brings out the morning light. When it's dark, He is the one who causes the day to come in. وَجَعَلَ And He has made اللَّيْلَ the night سَكَنًا A means of rest. سَكَن سِينَ كَافْنُونَ Means of rest. He has made the night a means of rest for you. And think about it. During the night, what happens? As the darkness falls, everything becomes still and silent. From the birds, to the animals, to the cars even, traffic, everything calms down. And because everything calms down, you are able to sleep. Because if those birds won't stop chirping, how can you sleep? If those cats and dogs don't stop, then how can you have a restful sleep? So he is the one who has made the night a sakan. And we see that when people still drive, if you live by a major highway, and still there's high traffic through the night, how difficult is it for you to fall asleep? If you live close to the airport, the busy airport, how difficult it is for you to sleep in the night? So Allah out of His mercy has made the night a second for you so that you can rest. shamsa, And He has also made the sun, qamara, and the moon. What? husban as calculation, means of calculation. What does it mean by this? Husban is from Hisab, Hasinba. And it's a means of calculation. That's what the word husban means. So Allah has made the sun and the moon both a means of calculation for you. What do you calculate by the sun and the moon? Time. Right? So from the sun you get what kind of time can you calculate? Of the day basically. Right? Hourly. Okay, long time ago when there were no watches and clocks, people used a sundial, right? To figure out what time of the day it was. To figure out what part of the day it was. And also, by the sun, you also have the solar calendar. The moon. That tells you about days, right? Months. So, each phase of the moon tells you which part of the month it is. So, he has made both the sun and the moon. And by the way, some people are very biased when it comes to the solar calendar. They say, no, no, don't tell me it's January. Tell me which Islamic month it is. Hmm? No, 
Allah is the one who has made the sun and who has made the moon. So whether you are calculating time, the calendar, the days, the dates, the months, by the sun or the moon, it doesn't matter. But obviously when it comes to acts of worship, then yes, you have to follow the lunar calendar. Husbanan. ذَلِكَ That is تَقْدِيرُ The determination, the calculation of who? Al-Aziz, the mighty, Al-Alim, the knowing. تَقْدِيرُ قَافْ دَالْرَى What does تَقْدِيرُ mean? Ordaining, estimation, decree. Meaning all this does not happen on its own, nor is it haphazard. Rather, all of this occurs. Why? Because that is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed it. Because that is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has measured it for you, calculated it for you. This is Allah's favor upon you. ذَلِكَ تَقْدِيرُ الْعَزِيزِ الْعَلِيمِ And the one who is mighty, who is able to create something like the sun, something like the moon, and alim, knowing. It's an amazing, amazing calendar, really, that we've been given. Whether it's through the sun or through the moon. And yet we get very impressed by watches, but when it comes to the sun and the moon, we're like, yeah, whatever. This is the taqdeer of Al-Aziz, Al-Aleem. In Surah Al-Rahman, Ayah 5, we learn, الشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرُ بِحُسْبَانِ The sun and the moon move by precise calculation. In Surah Al-Qamar, Ayah 49, Allah says, إِنَّا كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقْنَاهُ بِقَدَرُ Everything we have created it according to a certain decree and measurement. Meaning things are not created haphazardly. No. There's so much organization, so much order, you know, so many details. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided them. Wahua, and He is the one who, Alladhi, who, Ja'ala, He has made, Lakum for you, Annujum, the stars. It is He who has made for you the stars. Nujum, plural of Najm. And the stars, what are they? A source of beauty. But not just beauty and adornment. And this shows to us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever that He has made is not just beautiful, but it also fulfills some other purpose. So whatever that we have in our lives should not just be a source of beauty and decoration, but it should also serve a purpose. Because many times we fill our houses, we fill our lives with mere decoration. That becomes a burden on us because you have to look after it, you have to take care of it, you have to dust it, you have to clean it, you have to wash it. But what's the function? What's the purpose? You know, for example, even if you have plants in your house, don't just keep them just because they look nice. Keep them, why? For another reason as well. And what is that? To purify the air, to keep the air clean. So don't keep fake flowers. Keep real ones so that there is actually some benefit. So the stars Allah has made, not just as beauty for the night, for you to see, but also لِتَهْتَدُوا بِهَا So that you are guided by it. You take guidance by it. When? فِي ظُلُمَاتِ In darknesses. Which darkness? Al-Bar of the land, wal-Bahr and the sea. Meaning when you're traveling in the night, whether you're traveling on land or you're traveling by sea, and you're lost, or you want to make sure you're going in the right direction, what do you look up to? The stars. They're used for? They're used for what? Direction, right? A sense of where you are, which direction you're going to. And for many people, it may seem irrelevant because now you have your GPS and your, you know, maps and everything, huh? your compasses, right, on your phone. Then, you know, you do feel like you don't need the direction that is given by the stars. But there are many times when they are actually a source of benefit to many people. You know, there are many places where your GPS won't work. 
right? Where your compass won't even work. So over there, how do people figure out where they're going? How? By the stars. All these great explorers, how do you think they figured out which direction they had to go in? You think they had compasses back then? No, not everybody. So how did they figure out? By this guidance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided. قَدْ فَصَّلْنَا In fact, we have detailed. فَصَّلَ يُفَصِّلُ tafsil, Which is to detail, to explain in detail. So we have explained in detail al-ayat, the signs, لِقَوْمٍ For a people who يَعْلَمُونَ they know. Meaning all these signs, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has explained them in detail. Look at every example that is mentioned over here. So much detail, but who will benefit? Who will benefit? People who have knowledge. People who have knowledge. And the more knowledge a person has, the more he benefits from the verses of Allah. وَهُوَ And he, الَّذِي The one who أَنْشَأَكُمْ Produced you مِن نَفْسٍ From a soul, واحد a single. Who is that single soul? Adam alayhi salam. All these hundreds and thousands of human beings, different colors, different faces, different types, they came from who? One man, one soul. And notice, from Adam came Hawa. Because human beings have to be from one another. They're not two different species. Species of men and species of women. No, they're the same. Nafsim wahida famustakarun. So, a place of dwelling. Wa mustawda and a place of storage. Mustaqar from Qafrara, place of Qarar, or time of Qarar. What does Qarar mean? Stay. So for every person, there is a place of stay. A temporary place of stay. And where is that? In the womb of the mother. And when that time is up, then what happens? Mustawda' Wawda'l'ayn Wada' To put down. So Mustawda' place and time of depositing. Of handing over, of delivering. So the place and time of delivery of each person is fixed where that child will be born, when that child will be born. And mustawda has also been understood as the grave. Because that is where a person will be ultimately deposited to rest until when? The day of judgment. Whatever that grave may be. قَدْ فَصَّلْنَا In fact, we have detailed al-ayat, the signs, لِقَوْمِ يَفْقَهُونَ For a people who understand who have fiqh fiqh faqafha fiqh is to understand something upon reflection you know if somebody is trying to explain something to you they give you examples they explain the concept to you elaborate the details to you and then what happens they ask you so do you understand you're like no why because you were just listening you weren't paying attention Right? You weren't imagining yourself. You weren't thinking yourself. But when you think every word that they're saying, you think about it, you imagine it, you picture it, you analyze it, you're with the person who's explaining to you. Then what happens when they ask you, so do you understand? You're like, yeah, I understand. So fiqh comes how? By mere reading? By mere listening? No. It comes by how? By reflection. By using your mind. So all these signs are there. But who will benefit? People who use their mind. Because we know about the sun, the moon. Yes, we've studied about time. Yes, we've studied about how you know each person is going to be born at a particular place, at a particular time, how the time of death is fixed. Yes, we know about these things. But when you think about them really, when you reflect upon them, then you understand from them what? What the power of Allah, the oneness of Allah. The fact that He alone deserves ibadah. It shows that really you're nothing. 
You know when a woman is expecting and she's getting very antsy because she's not delivering already? Right? And then people suggest to her that, okay, do this, do this, do this. Maybe you'll go into labor. But what happens? Nothing works until the baby actually has to come. What does that prove to you? That really you have no control even over your body. You have no control even over your body. And you realize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's greatness. You were so impressed by the doctor, by the midwife, throughout the pregnancy. But when the doctor says, I think you're going to go into labor tonight, and nothing happens till two days, then you're like, yeah, the doctor also knows nothing. Who knows everything? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So all these signs, what do they show? When you use your mind, when you use your reason, when you reflect, that Allah, you are perfect. You are sublime. You are truly amazing. And it makes you submit and surrender to Allah. But you have to use your mind. So whatever happens in life, use your mind. Fiqh. وَهُوَ الَّذِي And he is the one who anzala. He sent down مِنَ السَّمَاءِ From the sky مَاءً Water It is Allah who sends down water from the sky. What does that mean? That when rain falls, when snow falls, when hail falls, when water comes down from the sky in whatever form, in whatever quantity, in whatever way, it comes by whose permission, at whose command? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what does that mean then? That if Allah decides that rain should fall at a particular time, at a particular place, then what should we do? We should get upset. Oh man, why is it raining again? Yeah? We should complain about it. Or if we see somebody in the elevator, we're like, yeah, it's raining so much. It's crazy weather. Yeah? This is what typically people do. This is what typically we do. We complain a lot about the weather. And we forget that rain only falls down at the command of Allah. And if ever we make fun of the rain, or we object as to why it is falling, or it's falling too much, or we don't really need it, then we are basically objecting at whose decision and command, and whose wisdom? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wisdom. So let's become very careful. Because it's been raining on the weekends a lot. People complain that it has to come on the weekend. You know, already you don't feel like doing any work on the weekend. And then it rains on the weekend, and then you don't feel like doing anything. And then we curse, or we use bad words. And it's in reality, objecting at whose command? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Think about it, you do something, and people say, you really had to do this? How would you feel? And we're just human beings. And if somebody insults us in that way, it's not a big deal. But objecting at the decision of Allah, Azza wa Jal, the greatest being, that's really, really wrong on our part. So, وَهُوَ الَّذِي أَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً It is He who sends down water from the sky. And there's always a reason why Allah sends rain. We get offended. Why is it raining? Because it's so inconvenient for me. So inconvenient that I have to put a jacket on. You know, it's so inconvenient for me. It is so inconvenient that I have to go sit in a car and drive. And I'm not going to get wet in the car. But still, it is inconvenient for me. You know, think about how much we complain sometimes. So Allah sends down rain from the sky and there's a reason behind that. What is that? فَأَخْرَجْنَا So we bring out, meaning we produce. بِهِ By it, meaning because of that rain, 
What is produced? Nabata. The growth, nabat, growth, vegetation, kulli shay of everything. The word nabat is from the root letters nun bata, and it's used for every kind of growth, every kind of plant. Basically, it is when it is germinating, it is growing, it is sprouting. So, think about nabat as trees, as grass, as crop, as different kinds of plants. This is what nabat is. So Allah causes nabat to grow, and this nabat is what? Kulli shay, of everything, meaning different, different kinds of plants. And you see this, there's grass, there's shrubs, there's vines, so many different kinds of plants Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes to grow because of rain. فَأَخْرَجْنَا Then we bring out, minhu from it, from what? From that nabat. What do we bring out? Khadira, greenery. Khadir, from the root letters, Khadadra. What does the word akhdar mean? Akhdar means green, meaning green color. So khadir is greenery. Meaning initially it's just, you know, tiny, tiny sprouts scattered. And then what happens? As it grows more and more because of that rain, you see the entire field lush green. Think about a field. Okay? Agricultural field. At the beginning, it's just brown, mud. But as water is given, as rain falls, then what happens? You see little, little sprouts. That's nabat. And then as it grows bigger and bigger, then the entire field, it turns green. فَأَخْرَجْنَا مِنْهُ خَضِرًا And this greenery, it's not just a source of enjoyment for the eyes, but rather نُخْرِجُ We produce minhu from it. حَبًّا grain That is mutarakiba. One on top of the other. Arranged in layers. Mutarakib is from the root letters rakafba. And rukub is to mount a ride. Okay, so to get onto something. So for example, a person getting on top of a camel, sitting on a camel, sitting on a horse, sitting in a car even, this is what? Rukub. Rakib is a rider. So mutarakib is one on top of the other. Arranged in layers. In Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 30, we learn that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَعَلْنَا مِنَ الْمَاءِ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ حَيْءٍ We have created every living thing from what? From water. And we see in this ayah that how the food that we eat, the grains that we eat, where do they come from? From plants. Where do those plants come from? From the earth. But when is it that earth produces these things? When water falls on it. If water doesn't fall on it, if it's not given water, then what will happen? You can put the best seeds, but nothing will come out. Correct? If you have a beautiful plant, you expose it to sunlight, you put the best fertilizer in it, is it going to grow? No, it won't. Because it needs water. Without water, it cannot survive. So who is it that has given this water? In the form of rain, in the form of rivers, that we irrigate the lands with? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So over here I'm going to show you some pictures just so that you can imagine what these words are referring to. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَهُوَ الَّذِي أَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ So rain from the sky. What happens as a result of that? فَأَخْرَجْنَا بِهِ نَبَاتَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ You see that land is barren and all of a sudden you see patches of green. Right? Little, little plants in the form of grass, in the form of shrubs or the initial sprout that comes forth. And then what happens? فَأَخْرَجْنَا مِنْهُ خَضِرًا خَضِرًا Green. That same field that was brown turns green. 
And this is an example. This is wheat basically. Initially it is green. And then what happens to it? نُخْرِجُ مِنْهُ حَبًّا مُتَرَاكِبًا That turns golden, right? And as it turns golden, we see that there is grain in it that is arranged in layers. حَبًّا مُتَرَاكِبًا And this is not just in wheat, but there are so many examples of this. For example, you see here, the wheat, that how each grain is on top of the other. The picture in the middle. Each grain is on top of the other, arranged in layers. The one on the left, top corner, that's corn. That is also what? Habba mutarakiba. You know, when we're eating corn, we just eat it and we don't look at it. Think about how perfectly each one is put against the other. It's literally arranged in layers in so many different ways. The picture beneath that is rice. Even rice grows like that. You know, one grain on top of the other. And the picture on the other side, that is millet. So different types of grains we see arranged in this manner, one on top of the other. We know rice as just a bag of rice that we buy from the grocery store. And we don't think of where it came from, how it got there. When we think of wheat, we just think of whole wheat bread or something like that. Because many of us don't even use flour, right? We just go buy bread as is. So where did that flour come from? The other day we were at a grocery store and I guess for the purposes of fall decoration, they had put some bunches of wheat, you know, the actual plant, the golden plant. So I was showing to my son that see, this is the grain, the wheat, and then they crush it and then it turns into flour. And then we make different things with that flour. We make cookies with it, we make breads with it, you know, we make different things with it. So it's really, really important to think about where all of this came from so that we can appreciate what we're eating. We can value what we're eating. We can be grateful to Allah. You know, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't cause all of this to happen, where would we get food from? Think about it. Where would we? So Allah is the one who causes all of this. نُخْرِجُ مِنْهُ حَبَّمْ مُتَرَاكِبًا وَمِنَ النَّخْلِ And from the date palms. مِنْ طَلْعِهَا From its emerging fruit. طَلْعُ is from the root letters طَلَامْعِينَ طَلْعُ is basically... Tulur means to rise. Okay? And when the sun is rising, then it emerges. You can see it. Okay? So tal is the first of what emerges of the fruit. Whenever a fruit, it grows on a tree, it doesn't just come like that. Okay? Initially, there is always something like a bud from which a flower will come out and then eventually the leaves will fall and then eventually the thing will grow, grow, grow into some kind of fruit. Right? Search on YouTube from seed to apple or something like that or flower to apple. And you'll find amazing videos. They show you know, how initially it's just a bud, a flower, and then it grows into an entire apple. Hmm? And it's not just with apples, it's with every kind of fruit that we enjoy. Every kind of fruit. Over here especially, dates are mentioned. From its talr. From its flowers, you can say, or from its spade, from its spadix, from its sheath. What happens? Allah says, qinwanun. Bunches. Cluster. Qinwan, from the root letters, qaf, noon, waw. The singular of this word is qunu. Qaf, noon, waw, with the dhamma on the qaf. So, from its talr, come out qinwanun. Bunches of dates. We just see, dates in a box. And we complain that they're too dry or they're too sweet or they're too weird. Hmm? 
or they're too fresh or they're too old and we forget about where they came from what process they have undergone where did they come from from a tree but how just like that no initially they were flowers and then those turned into dates and bunches of dates qinwanun and these qinwan these bunches these clusters of dates they are daniya what's the meaning of the word daniya hanging low from the root letters dal nun wow dunu which is to be low dunya is also from the same root why are they hanging low because they become so heavy there's so many dates and as they grow and as they ripen they become so heavy that they hang really really low i'll show you some pictures of this as well because many of us we may have seen apple trees we may have seen pear trees but we probably have never seen date palms so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa min an-nakhli from the date palms orchards you see the orchard over here what do you think is right beneath the leaves these bunches that you see this is where the dates grow okay so what happens min tal'iha tal' this is the tal' you see over here something like a flower okay it looks like petals the yellow yellow part that is the tal' this is the first of what grows of the fruit and then gradually it grows into dates and these dates are how qinwanun how beautiful bunches of dates qinwanun clusters of dates It's not just one date here, one date there. No, it's bunches, and they are dania, hanging low. Look at how heavy they become that they come so low. If you ever go to the Middle East, you'll see sometimes date palms, and if you're lucky, if you're fortunate enough, then you might even see them ripe on the tree. Saira, my neighbor, he um, grows grapes in the summer, and they grow in like bunches and they are literally hanging low and he has to put these wires on because the weight of it becomes so heavy. Yes. That you know very true. That sometimes it'll reach the ground because especially grapevine it's very delicate so it'll reach the ground it'll touch the ground if it touches the ground the grapes will decay. Same thing with tomatoes, right? That they're heavy they hang low so you have to literally tie the plant up so that tomatoes don't really touch the ground. But these are on the tree and they hang low. qinwanun and here are the dates that we enjoy so qinwanun daniyatun so whenever we eat something let's think about where it came from and be grateful to allah you know like if you've ever baked cookies yourself and i mean from scratch okay that you melted the butter you mixed the flour you put the chocolate chips in you you know refrigerated the batter whatever and then you put each cookie dough you know separately separately and then you baked it will you appreciate those cookies of course you will and if you just get this mix and then you you know take a tablespoonful of and and you just bake it will you appreciate that yes a little bit you know and if you just buy a package of cookies no So when you know the entire process then you are more appreciative. So Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us about all of these things so that we are grateful and so that we realize that how amazing Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is. What do we do? We just put things together, we just combine them together and Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala causes them to grow. I mean, where does that date come from? Where was it? 
It grew gradually into a date. Where was that apple that grew on the tree? It grew gradually, step by step, stages. So who brought that into existence? Without the use of any mixer or any blender or any, you know, of these big, big tools that we use in the kitchen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need to use all these tools. So it's amazing that Allah causes all these things to grow. So we should reflect on this and realize the power of Allah. وَجَنَّاتٍ And gardens مِنْ أَعْنَابٍ Of grapevines. أَعْنَاب Plural of Grapes or grapevines. Gardens of grapevines. وَالزَّيْتُونٍ And olive. وَالرُمَّانٍ And pomegranate. All of these things. Who causes them to grow? Allah. And these things, these fruits, مُشْتَبِهًا One resembling. وَغَيْرَ مُتَشَابِهِ And other than or not resembling. What does it mean? That all these fruits are such that they resemble one another, but yet they are different, they are unique. Hmm? How? Compare, for instance, grapes and olives. You have green grapes and you have green olives. Right? You have black grapes and you also have black olives. And then you have purple grapes and you also have purple olives. And on the apparent, they look very, very similar. Right? Mushtabihan. They resemble each other in their color, in their appearance, but they are very, very different when it comes to their taste. غَيْرَ مُتَشَابِهِ Likewise, within the grapes also, that some grapes are such that they're very sweet, very soft, and other grapes, they are a little sour, or they are not that sweet, or they are extremely sweet. Hmm? Or let's say the skin is harder, it's not that soft. So they're similar, you would think they're only grapes, but there's a huge difference when it comes to taste. Isn't it so? Usually when we go to the grocery store, we pick up typical green grapes or purple grapes. Hmm? Try different things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. Get out of your comfort zone. Hmm? And sometimes get the different kinds of grapes that Allah has made. And alhamdulillah, down the street you have an amazing grocery store where you can find a variety of all these fruits. I'm not saying always do groceries there if your budget doesn't allow, but still, go there to just appreciate the khalq of Allah. Just appreciate how many amazing things Allah has made. The other day I was there and I saw purple eggplant and white eggplant. I was amazed. White eggplant. You see pumpkins of different, different colors, different shapes, different sizes. Different appearances. So they all resemble, yet they are different. You have green broccoli, you have purple broccoli. Hmm? So, mushtabihan wa ghayra mutashabih. Resembling and yet different. Unduru. Allah says, look. Look at it. All this beauty, all this taste that Allah has created. Unduru ila thamarihi to its fruit. But what do we like to watch? Just television shows about food. Allah wants us to look at the food, the fruit, the vegetables that He causes to grow. Unzuru ila thamarihi to its fruit. Ida when athmara, it yields. Athmara from the root letters thamimra. Athmara is when it produces the fruit, when the fruit has grown. Athmara when it begins to emerge. So look at the fruit when it's growing, when it emerges, when it's produced, when it yields. 
and at its ripening. Yan'ihi. From the root letters, Yanun Ain. So Yan'ihi, it's ripening. Meaning, contemplate the ability of the creator of these fruits. That how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings them into existence. They were nowhere basically. He caused them to emerge and He continues to cause them to grow until they become so ripe that you are able to eat them. Yan'un is the ripening of the fruit. When it becomes soft, when it's sweet, when it smells good. So this is what? Yan'un. So look at it when it's not ripe, إذا أثمر, when it first emerges, and look at it when it becomes ripe. And for this, you have to have some kind of vegetable garden. Hmm? I mean, you have to have something growing in your backyard or your front yard, whatever that you have. And even if you live in an apartment, get yourself you know, a pot or something that's big enough you know, to grow something. Even if it's just herbs. I have a pot in which I keep herbs in my kitchen. I try to have fresh herbs in my kitchen always. And this is in a pot. Why? Because you see how the leaf is so small initially, and then it grows and grows and grows, and it becomes so big. إِذَا أَثْمَرَ وَيَنْعِي When it's small, it's not that fragrant. And as it grows, it becomes so fragrant, that literally you walk into the kitchen, what you smell is basil. Right? What you smell is some fresh herb. So, unzuru ila thamarihi ila athmara wa yan'i. And for this, you also have to go out. Hmm? I don't know if there's still time to go apple picking. But if you didn't go any fruit picking this year, go apple picking if you still have that chance left. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, unzuru, go and look. And if we go and look, this would be what? An act of worship. An act of worship. If we look because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us and we reflect on it, this would be obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is how easy it is to please Allah. We like to go out anyway. We like to go out for family outings anyway. Go. Allah is telling you, go. But when you go, don't forget to look at what He has made. And don't forget to appreciate what He has made. إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكُمْ Indeed, in that for you all. لَآيَاتٍ Surely signs. For who? لِقَوْمٍ For a people يُؤْمِنُونَ They believe. There are many signs in this, but only for a people who believe. In Surah Yusuf, Ayah 105, Allah says, وَكَأَيِّمْ مِنْ آيَةٍ فِي السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ يَمُرُّونَ عَلَيْهَا وَهُمْ عَنْهَا مُعْرِضُونَ there's so many signs within the heavens and the earth which they pass by, meaning the people see. They see those signs, but yet they turn away from them. They don't reflect on them. Which is why we see plants, we see fruit, we see trees, we see so many things, yet we don't reflect, we don't take a lesson. So Allah has made all of these things not just for the pleasure of our tongue, but also for our understanding, for our reflection, for our iman. You know, the apple that you eat shouldn't just satisfy your hunger. Shouldn't just cause you to enjoy. Shouldn't just provide you physical nourishment. It should also cause your iman to grow, to strengthen. I was saying a couple of weeks ago we went to Chudley's apple farm and um, we were picking apples and the workers there were just kind of giving us a tour and they were saying, when everyone picks their apples, just be careful of how you pick it because the buds are 
for next season's apples, meaning in a year from now, are already there and growing. So when you're picking the apple, be careful that you don't tear the apple off the branch because the seeds for next year's apples are already there. And I was like, subhanAllah, it's such a process that Allah has created, you know, from the same branch where the apple is ready to eat, the same branch is also producing a small seed ready for next year. For next year. And imagine it's going to go through an entire winter. So already it has athmara, already it has emerged. And when will it ripen? Next year. Such a long process. So look at it, reflect on it. There are many ayat for you. Recitation. Inna Allah faliqu al-habbi wa يخرج الحي من الميت ومخرج الميت من الحي ذلكم الله فأنا تؤفكون فالق الإصباح وجعل الليل سكنا والشمس والقمر حسبانا ذلك تقدير العزيز العليم وهو الذي جعل لكم النجوم لتهتدوا بها في ظلمات البر والبحر قد فصلنا الآيات لقوم يعلمون وهو الذي أنشأكم نفسیوں فأخرجنا به نبات كل شيء فأخرجنا فأخرجنا منه خضرا نخرج منه حبا متراكبا ومن النخل ومن النخل من طلعها قنوان دانية وجنات وجنات من أعناب والزيتون والرمان مشتبها وغير متشابه انظروا إلى ثمره إذا أثمر وينعه إن في ذلكم لآيات لقوم يؤمنون